Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the How Did You Learn to Do That podcast. Thank you so much for tuning back this week for another amazing episode. I hope that you've enjoyed our episode so far. And if you have, I would love, love, love if you could please go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and help us grow and share our story with many more people around the world. And with that, if you could like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your family and your friends. We're also on YouTube, all major podcast platforms, as well as on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. So we're all over the place and we would love to see the support and to meet many of you. As you've shared, we have workshops coming up. We have a course coming up. If you you want to be the first to know and the first to grab your spot, make sure you sign up onto our newsletter list so that you can get access to that and to much more content. All right, so today we have an amazing person who I've admired and I've been following her journey over the last several years. Her name is Isabella and she is well known as the Cake Mama on Instagram and she does vegan desserts and amazing cookies and and her decor on these cookies is amazing. It's incredible and if you actually look at it, they're just so good and they look so pretty that you don't even want to eat it but she's an inspiration to I know many of you and many people around and so I would love for you to show her some love and support by following her at the.cake.mama on Instagram and show her some love and I can't wait for you guys to hear her story because she's so inspirational and she did a big move last year and She's living her life and living the life that she wanted to have for herself and created that for herself. So I'm excited to have her on and for her to share her story with all of you. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. I'd like to welcome Isabella, who you may know as the Cake Mama on Instagram. So Isabella is a self-taught baker, a content creator, and a mom to three children. She began baking after the birth of her first child in 2006 and started baking cakes and cookies for her friends and family members. Fast forward to 2020, Isabella has expanded her business to not only create beautiful vegan desserts, but she has taught countless workshops on how to decorate cookies, written recipes to share on her blog, and worked with brands as a digital influencer. So I'd like to welcome Isabella to the podcast and thank you for joining me and sharing your story today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm I'm so excited to have you on because uh, when I started this, actually, I had a list of people I would love to uh, have on the podcast, and you were one of those people. So when you accepted, I was like, yay! You know, I was so excited, and I followed your journey over the last several years, and I, you know, I'm totally inspired by you and the fact that you have moved to the Okanagan, which is a dream of mine to do. Um, And my husband and I have always thought about what if we could ever do that. And when you did it, I was like, oh my gosh, someone did it. They just (laughs) moved, (laughs) you know? And so it's a total inspiration to me. So I really appreciate you being here today. Yeah. So I, so we can just start, I'd like to ask you, how did you, you know, begin to think that you wanted to start baking cookies um, and, and cakes and start that as a business? What, drove you to that and what inspired you to continue onto that journey? Honestly, it's, it's a kind of a, it's a bit of a funny story because I, this was never, (laughs) this was never the thing that I thought I would be doing in my like wildest dreams. Honestly, like I thought I was going to grow up to be a teacher. Um, I thought I was going to, uh, 
further my career in the healthcare industry, uh, which is what I did uh, right after high school. I um, actually felt a little bit like a little lost, which I'm sure a lot of people do after high school. Like, what do I want to be? I didn't really have like a hard, like solid direction. And I was like, you know, healthcare is really good. You know, lots, you know, there's kind of an industry that probably will never uh, be short of work. And so that was my mindset at 19. I was like, you know what, I need to do something that's going to keep me busy all the time. So I went into pharmacy. And uh, it was it was actually literally a friend of mine who was like, hey, I'm baking a cake for my my like cousin's wedding. And it's going to be really big. We're basically replicating this like 80s style, like tiered, you know, like one of those like buttercream with like the ladder and the stairs and like all this kind of stuff. And I was like, sure. I'm like, I, I baked before, like I baked with my, my mom, my grandma, my sister, my sister, I spent many summers, um, when my parents were at work and we were younger at home and we would just be like, okay, let's open up a cookbook and start baking. Like we made scones. Like that was like the thing we did all the time. It's just like really hilarious, but um, it was never really like, wow, I have like such a passion for this. Um, But on the other side of that, like once I started doing that, I was like, you know what, maybe I could go to culinary school. Like maybe that is my calling. I, I really enjoy that. Um, but I got a lot of kickback from not necessarily my family, like not my immediate family, but like my grandparents were kind of like, you don't want to work in a restaurant. It's just long hours. And, and it's so funny because as an entrepreneur, like there's no such thing as nine to five. Like I'm sure you can understand that. Like that doesn't exist. Right. So anyway, so I, I followed this path of healthcare and, um, worked in pharmacy And did that for a number of years. And then I started just kind of, you know, like that, that friend of mine who was like, Hey, make this cake for me. I was like, okay, this is fun. And then my sister's wedding came up and then it was like, my sister, I did my sister's wedding cake. And like, it just became this thing that we did my friend and I for a couple of years. And then she became really busy with her own career and her life path. And so then I was kind of stuck in this position where I was like, well, I really enjoy baking but I didn't really know what that looked like. So really for the longest time, it actually just, it, it was actually just baking for family and friends and through word of mouth. And like back in 2006, which doesn't seem that long ago, social media wasn't what it was back then. Like it, 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 like it literally was word of mouth. Right. So that's basically how it started was like, Oh, a friend of a friend was like, Hey, I heard you make cakes. Oh yeah. Hey, that's the cake mama. She always makes that's the mama that always makes cakes. Like, uh, and at the time I, you know, I really took it when I really took it more seriously was when I was on my maternity leave with my eldest, uh, who's now going on 14, which is like mind blowing to me right now. (laughs) Um, but we, but yeah, I basically took that year when I was home with her to kind of just sort of really reevaluate what I wanted to do. Um, but it didn't, you know, like it didn't make sense at that time. Cause it was like, you know, we were kind of like, my husband and I had different life goals and we really wanted to achieve that and to kind of like take a step back financially, if you will, um, to just do cakes on the side was really not a feasible thing. So that's basically what it started as was just, I worked my full-time job and after work, my five to nine or 10, 11, 12 to, (laughs) you know, four in the morning would be baking cakes for people. And, uh, yeah. And then basically it just got to a point where as the business grew and as social media kind of came into play and I was able to kind of advertise myself a bit more, it got to the point where my day job was sort of impeding on the opportunities I had for my side 
side gig, if you will. So that was kind of like when I decided to make that jump. But essentially, that's sort of the beginning journey of how the Cake Mama came to be. It was just this like idea that was like, I, like I said, I didn't know why I liked to bake as much as I clearly do. <laughs> um, and, but I'm always the type of person who is a learner. Like, I think I'm just a lifelong learner. I'm just like, oh, you know, how do you do that? And I'm the person to a fault, maybe sometimes that's like, I'll do it. I'll just learn how to do it. You know, <laughs> if, you know, if I'm going to, I want to how to knit? How do you knit? Okay. I'm going to learn how to do that. You know, how do I set up a website? Sure. I'll learn how to do that. Like I could hire someone to do that, but I'm going to learn how to do that. And so it's just this ongoing thing. And so then the cakes just kind of snowballed into, well, I want to learn how to make sugar cookies because sugar cookies are kind of a thing that people like for birthdays and as a add on. So I started playing around with that. And then it's like, well, people really like macarons now. Like that's the thing, you know? So I started you know, playing around with macaron recipes and figuring out which one worked for me. So it was just this, 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 like, always this like thirst to learn more. And that's just kind of like what projected me into this sort of path, if you will. But yeah, it never began as like, I'm going to be a baker when I grow up. It was like, never, that was like, never, ever the mindset, which is crazy. <laughs> What I love most about your story is that, you know, if someone's on your Instagram and they see the success that you've had, they don't realize that you've put 14 years of hard work into it. And, you know, and it's a good reminder that things, you know, good things, they take time and patience and a lot of effort and hard work. And I love that you shared that. And I'm just curious, like when you made that jump from in from moving from your career and your job into this new career and and becoming an entrepreneur how did that feel yeah. what were the 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 thoughts that were actually going through your head when you were trying to decide whether you should make that jump and then how did you actually find the courage to do that because i know a lot of people struggle with that absolutely so i was fortunate to be in a position and i mean i know this is going to look so different for a lot of different people um, but I was, I was fortunate to be in a position where I had the ability to step down from a permanent position, like a permanent full-time position into a casual position. So I was working at the hospital at the time. And so, but no, but then also knowing that there was still quite a bit of job security in terms of being a casual, like I knew that in my state of where I worked, that they were, there was a high demand for employees. So I knew that I could pick and choose what hours I wanted to work, which is not always the case for everyone. Um, but that definitely worked in my favor. But pr even prior to that, um, I was always, uh, I always did the unfavorable hours. So I was already used to working because being a mom and having kids that were not quite yet school age and having a husband that worked a day job, the natural thought process was like, well, I guess I'll just work evenings because that just makes the most sense for our family life. It means that I get to raise my kids. Um, but then also, you know, work at the same time. So I was already used to working night shifts. Like I was working four to midnight or six to 2 AM. Um, and you know, to be home for the kids, but in the, but in those hours I would be, you know, brainstorming ideas or taking on small orders here and there just to kind of keep myself, keep my foot in that door. And then when it got to the point where I was like, okay, you know what? Like the biggest, the biggest hangup was, um, at the time when I decided that I needed, that I needed to put more focus into this business was when I started getting denied for time off, which is of course, like everybody's, you know, when you work a nine to five job, you got to request time off. Yeah. Um, and most things happen 
and I was also working weekends too. So like my, my, what my week looked like was I was working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and they were all like four to midnight. So it's like, I missed out on family dinners. I missed out on get togethers. Cause there's always that like work looming in your head kind of thing. And, um, so essentially I just, you know, I'd request, cause you know, I would start participating in farmer's markets and like doing little pop-ups here and there. And those, when do those happen? They happen on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. And so it got to the point where I knew I could calculate based on previous experiences, how well I would do at a market compared to what I would make in a day. And it was kind of like, now it's not making sense. Right. I mean, not to say that like, it doesn't take work to get, I guess I should say, rephrase that to saying how much would I make in a week selling at a market versus how much would I make in a week working my day job. Yeah. And it got to the point where it was like, well, this isn't making sense. I'm working, I'm making less working at my day job than I would be working at my side job. Although the work is different. It's not just this job where you just punch in and punch out. There's a lot of, you know, as an entrepreneur, you wear many different hats, but if it's, you're passionate enough about it, you'll, you don't care. That's what you want to do. Right. So it got to the point where I was like, well, you know what? Like, I feel like I just really need to step down from this position because it's not really not working for me. And I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. I was just like now, because it's like, it's easy to have that safety net, right? Cause it's like, Oh, well, if I don't feel like working that hard, I can always fall back to my nine to five job. It's there. I'll get a paycheck every two weeks. And then this, the other side of that is like, well, no, I am my paycheck every two weeks. If I want money <laughs> to work. Right. And I have to work at it. And so, um, it was very, it was terrifying. I like no word of lie. It was very terrifying. However, I knew what I needed to do and I knew the uh, level of like passion and drive that I had, had to be able to make it happen. So then it didn't seem as daunting and truly like that, that's as the saying goes, you know, leap and the net will appear. It's true because if you are passionate enough about what you do and the work that you're doing, whatever that might look like is solid for you, like the numbers work for you, then there's no reason why you can't do it. You just have to do it. And then you know what, when the net's not there to save you, you just need to make sure that you are continuously working and figuring out ways to make this all work um, all the time. And it get it gets easier as the time goes on. Yeah, yeah. I love that you said that you just, you know, you just take the leap and the net will show up. And I think that's so true, you know, and just in my, even in myself, you know, starting the podcast, I was just like, who's going to want to appear on my podcast? And I just started, you know, I did the leap. I started putting out um, questions and messaging people. And now I just feel like so blessed that, you know, there is this group of people in this community of people that do want to be on the podcast and, you know, share their stories and, and engage. And I think that, you know, before I started the podcast, I didn't know that, but now it's, you know, there are people that want to talk about their stories, their journeys, their experiences, and how they're living, start living this journey, you know, trying to find their purpose in life or finding what makes them happy in life. So, you know, I totally resonate with what you said about take the leap and the net will find you. It's so true. What would you say? And now that you have made that leap and you've you know, as I mentioned before, you and your family have moved from the Lower Mainland to the Okanagan. What has what has been the biggest change in your life? How has being an entrepreneur actually changed your life? Um, I would have to say that I look at things a little bit differently being an entrepreneur. Um, I appreciate uh, a lot more in 
many different like avenues of life. It's not necessarily just appreciating other, other fellow business uh, owners or entrepreneurs, although I love them all so, so much. And I love, you know, building community, like creating that community support and, and, and building that with, with people who are in business, whether it be baking in the baking realm. Um, I'm, I'm definitely somebody who is like 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 out of there, out there, you know, answering questions and getting people, you know, to the best of my knowledge and capabilities, you know, answering questions and supporting people, but also people in that, in, in other businesses, I want to see everybody succeed. Cause that's like, I get how hard it is, but on the flip side of that, I also just appreciate, um, yeah, like I just appreciate the time that I have now. Um, although it is, there are lots of days where the days bleed into one another just because it's really, it is really busy and there really is kind of like a hard way. It's really difficult to turn the brain off when it comes to being an entrepreneur. But, um, I don't know. I just certainly, I certainly appreciate, um, like seeing the level of input and efforts that, that are, that are in, you know, other businesses. Um, I want to support them. Um, and then, and then just, yeah, like saying with the move, like for my, for myself, it's like realizing that, you know, just because you have a solid foundation growing, like growing your business in a city, cause I was in Langley prior to this, um, you know, growing your, your business in a city that you can't assume that everything that you know uh, uh, or have done is going to translate well to a, to a new city. It's literally hitting the reset button. It's starting all over. Uh, and that can be super daunting. Uh, it has been super daunting, but I, you know what, it's definitely a humbling experience because it helps me, you know, get back to the basics and, and figuring out, you know, how I can serve this community here now that I'm here. Um, but also, you know, being there for my, my, my strong community, which is out in the lower mainland, like people are like super supportive and sad that I'm no longer there, but it's also just trying to be like resourceful and be supportive. And, and I think that's definitely what has changed in terms of like, I feel like you just view the world differently when you just work, you know, a nine to five job versus, um, there's just an, there's just an appreciation for a lot of different things, whether it be, um, whether it just be like being out there or like spending quality time with your family, you cherish that for sure. Um, there's also just that, like that, like inner drive that you, um, that you appreciate that you, you don't, you know, doesn't exist in people who don't do what you do. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's definitely just seeing the world in a different light because you know, I think the back end of it all if that makes sense. I think that's, what's definitely yeah. done for me is I, I, I know what's, I know what it go, what it takes or what, it, what the steps have had to be made in order to get somebody to the point where we're seeing what we're seeing out of them, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The definitely the sweat equity is probably what you're referring to is yeah, how much equity you've put in to every part of your business. And I always say, I say that when you work a nine to five, there's a structure that's there for you. There's a desk, there's, you know, a chair if you're an office worker and you show up and everything's set up and then you just bring your brain, right. your body and you do the work. But being an entrepreneur, you have to create that structure so that you have a place for your body and your brain to do work, you know, or a way Absolutely. to do it. So yeah, it's definitely, I resonate with you in the sweat equity because every step of the way it's 
you have to, like you said, you have to wear many hats. You have to learn to be an accountant. You have to be learn, learn to be a marketer. You have to learn to be a content creator, an expert in the field. Um, and for yourself, you have to, you know, be a baker and learn the, the you know, what's going on currently in the industry and keep your finger on the pulse and all of that. So, yeah, I think that that's amazing. And so, um, you, I think you shared earlier about how you had to work with your family to um, schedule your time. So your husband would work during the day and you would work in the evenings. So how has that been? How have you actually been able to balance that schedule and that life with raising three children and having your husband and making time for your children and your husband and your family, but also for yourself to do things that make you happy and to take care of yourself? How do you do that balance? How do you manage? Well, I definitely think that that's always going to be a lifelong journey of figuring that out because um, there's really no, I think I would be, <laughs> I know I would be lying if I said that I had like this perfect schedule and this perfect plan um, because I 100% don't. Um, and I, and I feel it's important to be transparent in that sense, because I think that like, we all want that. We all want that stability. We all want that balance, but sometimes it just doesn't really exist. And there are a lot of sacrifices that need to be made in order to, uh, like, there's just a really, uh, I'm going to call it ugly. Let's just call it the ugly side of being an entrepreneur. Like sometimes you're trying to balance things and you, you're, you know, you want to tear your hair out because you're, 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 you've got this, this new baby in your life, right? Which is your business. And then there's like the family, like the real life people <laughs> that are obviously there to support you. Um, but what I will say to that is, you know, I, I, especially over this, this COVID, this COVID period, uh, have really just taken a time to reflect on what matters to me, what makes like, how do I prioritize myself um, and it's nothing glamorous. Like I, for me, I definitely try to, I go for a walk every morning, almost every morning. I make sure that I get up at a decent time. Um, because I feel like, like I said, with COVID, it feels like these days can just bleed into the next day. And it's like, oh man, it's 10 o'clock already. Gee, like I didn't even realize it was that late in the morning already. Cause you're just, it's all a blur. Right. So I try to try to create this structure that's like, okay, get up at seven be out the door by 7.30, go for your half an hour to 45 minute walk, depending on how you're feeling. I really try to like listen to myself because I've always used to, I always used to have this like maybe an unrealistic expectation of like the things I should be doing. You know, like this is what people do. They like, you know, sit and have a coffee and read a book and they like go exercise or they do yoga. And I'm like, I, you know, trying to be that person and I'm just realizing, you know what, it's, it's okay to not be that person too. And just kind of figure out what works for you, right? So for me, it's definitely um, trying to get that. So I try to do that before I know my kids get up because my kids are usually up around eight or eight thirty during this summer summer COVID thing. Um, so I try to get home before that, and then the kids are breakfasted. My husband's already working downstairs in his office, um, and so I feel very very blessed that I have you know two older children. My eldest is thirteen, my middle one is ten, and then I've got my son who's four. So they have kind of like figured out ways to entertain uh, each other. Um, my eldest Emma is really good at, you know, facilitating activities. So as long as I've kind of checked in with them and know what's going on, then I, by like 10 o'clock is like kind of when I turn on my, um, my baking hat and I start baking during the day. What I used to do was I used to do all the daytime things and I start baking after dinner. And then 
you know, then it, there is no balance there. It's ridiculous. It's like, you know, you spent a whole time, whole entire day, you know, doing all the homely domestic things. And then you start working, which, you know, I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not, it's not like I'm unused to that. Cause I used to obviously work evening. So that's very, you know, second nature to me almost. But then it's like, then when do you set, when do you, when do you hit the like clock to tell you or the timer that says, okay, it's time to turn things off and go to bed. It like doesn't exist. You'll just keep going and going and going like, oh, if I had, you know, I'll just get this one more thing done or I'll ice this one more cookie or I'll, you know, make some extra buttercream or whatever it is. And it's just never ends. So now it's like, I try to make it so that I am, I start at 10 AM and I finish by the time it's, um, you know, dinner ish, you know, or a little bit after dinner. But, you know, it's kind of this messy thing where it's like, okay, well, I got to pause because I got to go upstairs and, you know, prepare lunch if, if the kids haven't uh, figured out lunch on their own. Um, and then I, then I don't, you know, so that's kind of like my Monday to Friday routine. I try to make it so that my husband and I get time in the evening to hang out and then I'm not just back in the kitchen again. It really depends on if there's like a really large order or like how I've decided to like take on a specific order, but that's kind of like the general thing. And then weekends are like, a hard and fast rule that I don't work on weekends. So that means like, I don't reply to any emails on the weekends. Um, usually orders are, are due for like Saturday or Sunday. So it's fine. Like if people are just coming to pick them up, but the goal is to always be done by Friday. And then the weekend is just family time because I used to, everything just used to bleed into one another and I didn't have any boundaries uh, set in that way. And then I just was burnt out and it was just not a healthy, you know, obviously then it's like, okay, well, oh, I haven't even had breakfast yet. Or, oh, I haven't had dinner yet. Or like, oh, you know, it's just turns into this thing where it's just like, you're working and working, and working. And you like take zero care of yourself. And I'm understanding as I get older that I'm not as resilient as I used to be. And I don't bounce back the same way I used to when I was in my twenties. So it's really just kind of listening to myself and being like, okay, you know, don't be silly. Like, really just, it doesn't have, you know, if you don't feel like going for a walk, then don't, it's fine. Like you're not, nobody's going to like be mad at you for that. Right. Or like, don't be mad at yourself for not doing that, but just, you know, have those positive affirmations in your voice or in your, in, you know, that voice in your head, just saying, um, you know, how good you feel when you're done. So just go and do it. And I try to make it like enjoyable. I don't, where I live, it's very, very hilly. Um, so I have, you know, I, I have a route that I take that it's, it, that is like somewhat hilly, but not to the point where I'm like, I hate myself for going <laughs> down this road. Um, so I try to just be gentle in that way, but make sure that I am moving my body outside of the baking realm because baking can be busy. Like I'm, I'm usually running around a lot, getting stuff out of ovens and like decorating stuff at the same time. So I'm trying to be like multitasking in that sense. So really just kind of like breaking that down and then just kind of trusting that like, I don't always have to be watching my kids 24 seven, that I can trust my older kids to kind of take on the reins there and be responsible and give them that responsibility. And, and so far it's been kind of working. So I'm, you know, that's kind of what it's looking like right now. Who knows what, what it's going to look like come the fall, but um, I feel good that way. It makes me feel good knowing that I'm carving out that little bit of time for myself. Uh, it's not huge. But for me, it's enough. It's enough that says, hey, you know what? You did something just for you that feels good for you, that keep that, you know, has your body moving, has you ha have you thinking. And actually, that's usually when I listen to podcasts is when I go for my walk. So now I'm going to start listening to your podcast because I realize that there's a whole bunch of good ones that I am like super interested in. So that's awesome. But that's kind of what I do is that's like my time where I like listen and I uh, I reflect or I listen to a podcast that's inspiring. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of how things work around here.
Yeah, that's awesome. And I, you know, I've been talking to many people about this and it feels like the consensus is when you're a parent, you have to figure out when your kids wake up and you need to wake up before them in order to get that time to yourself. And, you know, for myself and my husband, we've realized that recently too, that after my daughter's 7.30 bedtime, we can't do anything that's just for us other than just lay on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> We're so tired from the day and running after a toddler, it's exhausting. But, um, but you know, trying to get up, up in the morning and make it a bit slower and make that time for yourself. And, um, and I appreciate what you said about, you know, sticking to a strict schedule of not working on the weekends or trying to stick to a schedule during the day. And I find that you know, I create these schedules that say that I'm going going to work from this time to this time and then I'm going to stop. But, um, and as you mentioned, when you love something that you do, then you're just like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm really enjoying it. Or I'll keep doing this. Or maybe I'll get to that. And uh, next thing you know, you're working all day, all night and then uh, burnout hits. And then you're, you kind of are like, well, where did this come from? I don't even know. Um, why I feel burnt out. And it's, you know, most of the time it's because you are working those days. And I know for myself now, I've also instilled the, the no weekends rule because before I would think, oh, wow, the weekends, I have an entire day to do work, <laughs> you know? And now I'm like, okay, no, I need the entire day to relax and spend time with my family, my friends and connect with people and, um, you know, make that priority because that keeps, keeps me going in my self-care and my self-care. So I know you talked about what you do to take care of yourself throughout the day, but when, when there are challenges or setbacks or difficulties or um, things that are uncertain and you're not really sure how you'll move forward, and COVID is a great example as well of how a lot of people have had to pivot their businesses um, and their brands. So how do you take care of yourself in that moment? How do you self-reflect? How do you get yourself back into a positive mindset um, and motivate yourself to keep going and to move forward. Uh, I would definitely have to say, because this is a very like recent experience. Uh, and I mean, it happens a lot, but like, I feel like you mentioned with COVID, it's just, it's, uh, I mentioned in my stories actually on Monday, I was like, you know, I'm really feeling the COVID feels like lately. And I, <laughs> I was last week, I uh, was baking because I had a really busy baking week. And I'm literally rolling out cookies and I'm like starting to cry. Like I'm literally starting to cry. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, it, there's just, you know, the, the orders are coming in, which is great. No complaints. But there's always like, you know, as a business, there's always like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Is it a product? Is it a service? Is it um, a blog series? Like there's just all these like different facets of my business, right? So it's kind of like always having that in my head. And obviously things have changed and things have slowed down since COVID because people aren't having parties and you know, um, and you know, there's just a lot of different things happening with that. So I'm like literally in tears and I'm like pouring my heart out to my husband and he, he's just listening to me and I'm just feeling, you know, I was just really at a point where I was just like, what is this all for? Like, it, it, you know, I had such, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this. They had 2020 was going to be their year. It was like 2019 was awesome. I learned so much from it. You know, 20, you know, now with that experience that I've gained, I'm totally going to apply it to 2020 and I'm, I'm going to see it grow. Like that's, and then I think that's kind of everybody's yearly, you know, routine, if you will. Yeah. And, um, so I, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, pouring my heart out to my husband and, and he's definitely my rock and he just listened. He's just like, you know what? He's like, you just need to write this down. All the things that you want to do, you just have to write it all down. And 
and, and, and then from there, like figure out how, like figure out what your challenges are within each, uh, category, if you will, and how, what are the ways to overcome them? You know, just literally breaking them down to the bare bones of it, because it always seems so much more overwhelming when you look at it in the big picture sense. Right. So to say, how do I shift my focus or, you know, maintain positivity or, or, or regain that motivation? Cause I literally was in a state of last week going like, that is it. This is like, I'm not done, but like, I was just like, I don't know where this is going. Um, so it was definitely, it's, that has definitely helped me sitting down and writing down. Okay. You know what? Like if, if one of the things I want to do, want to put out in this universe is I want to write a, a, a baking book. That's something that has been, you know, as an example, like one of the things in my, in my head. So it's like, okay, well, how, what do I need? What are the things I need to do in order to achieve that? And then, you know, what, what would I put in a cookbook if I was going to have one? Like, what are the things that I would, would do? And it was like literally just writing all of those things down. And suddenly it reignited that passion that I've always had, but you know, that kind of cut dimmed or like, not snuffed out completely, but kind of dulled a little bit and kind of like made you feel, you know, just kind of in this little lull, if you will. And suddenly writing those things down, just kind of like, Oh, you know, like, and then I could do this after that. And then I could do this after that. And it's like, okay, well with these ideas, I really just need to plan it out. Right. Like that's all we can do. And that's all we really have control over is what we do in these situations. We can't wait for other people to tell us these things. We can't wait for, you know, other like businesses or brands or whatever it is in, in the capacity of what you do. You can't wait for people to come to you and say, Hey, we have an, a, a proposition for you. It, it doesn't, you have control over how you dictate your life, you know, despite what anybody might say to you or what, how people criticize or, or influence you or judge you or whatever it is, you have the control. So for me, writing things down and doesn't have to be a hard plan. Doesn't have to be like, okay, Monday morning at 10 a.m. This is what I'm doing. It's more just like, okay, let's just break down these ideas into more tangible, like further tangible ideas. And then it really ignites that passion. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I'm not worried about what anybody else is doing. I'm just going to, I have, I look at all these things that I have uh, in front of me that I can do and that I have control over and that I can change or, or, or even just put out into the universe because I want to, not even because somebody's asking or I'm, I'm, I'm guessing what people want. It's like, you know what, I'm going to do what makes me feel good. And while those things might not necessarily bring revenue in right away, it's more just kind of like, okay, now my new normal is I have these custom orders that come through and obviously that's generating income. And then these ideas will grow into things that can generate income, but you just have to like plan it out. So I, I guess what I would say to that long-winded, uh, with my long-winded answer is how I pivot and, 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 you know, shift my thinking and mindset into a positive state when there is something negative going on is to talk it out, uh, to somebody who will just listen and, um, and then write it all down. That's my, those are my two things. Yeah, I think that's so true. Writing it down and going back to your why, you know, why did you start this or what is your reason for doing this? What is your inspiration? Um, and yeah, and writing down those action, I, writing down actually what you want and then creating small little action items, like you said, to so keep chipping away at it and working towards your goals is so key. And I always say that you're the only one that's in, in control of your own life and nobody else is. So you can't expect anybody else to make you happy or to create a job for you 
or to build your business for you or do anything. It's all within you and you have to do it. And the biggest thing I actually am learning right now is that um, once you do get started, you know, you see all these other people that are doing things similar to what you want to do and you know, they have this or they have that, or they're doing this, or they're offering this or that. And you, you can get caught up in that tunnel of, okay, I need to do that too. Or I need to, you know, do all this. And, and I've had to recently just go back and I actually wrote, because I come from a corporate background, I actually wrote a strategic plan for my podcast. And so I went back to my strategic plan and I said, said, okay, if I offered these services, where does it tackle, uh, one of these goals I've set for myself and it didn't. And um, that really helped me realign myself and realize, okay, those are the things that, you know, other people want to offer and that's amazing and I'm happy for them, but that's not going to work for my business and um, the way I want to go. And at least the goals that I've set for myself at this time, because it gets overwhelming and, um, and it gets overwhelming when, if you want to kind of keep doing everything. I totally, I totally agree with, with you on that. And just to kind of touch on you saying like you're, when you look at people in your industry and you see what people are doing, you're kind of going, well, like, how come I didn't get asked to do that? Or how come, how come, you know, like, how come they got to do that? And I didn't. And, and, and that's a very real thing. And I think people don't, or people just assume that, you know, when people have been in business for so long that they don't worry about people who do other things or do things that you do or do similar things that you do. And, and that's just, that's just not true. But the, but the reality is, is just like you say, well, how does it serve you? And that's basically what I think to myself is like, okay, initially I'm feeling, I, I, I honor how I'm feeling. And then I go, well, like, does, does this pertain to me? Like what I actually, you know, let's say somebody got a, a brand partnership and I'm like, well, I could have done that. And then I, and then I think, well, well, wait a minute, does it align with my, my core values? Does it, you know, what is it a product I would even use? Like, you know, things like that. And you kind of go, okay, well, no. So then I'm good. Like I'm good, you know, but yeah. it, it really that moment to just kind of like, like you said, refer back to, you know, who you are, um, what you do, or I see people offering different services, like uh, within the baking realm. And I'm like, well, Hey, you know, I should do that. And then I go, well, wait a minute. Like, could I really do that? Like, how well could I execute that? Would it, would it go the way that I would expect it to? And if the answer to that is no, then it's like, okay, well then just, you know what, be happy that somebody else is doing it and people are loving it send them that in that direction, right? Because really, and I know people always say community over competition, that's always easier said than done. I think that's just the reality. We all want that. We really do. Uh, but you know, your emotions do get in the way sometimes and you just kind of have to take a step back and go, okay, well this, you, I know who I am as a person. I know how supportive I want to be for people. So let me just process that and then realize that this is not something that it's not in the cards for me and kind of shift back your shift, your focus back into the things that you want to do. And you know, the, the path that you've been wanting to take. And sometimes that path goes in different directions. Like I'm sure you've, you can relate to that. Like, you know, you you think it's going in this direction. Of course, we've all had to, had to pivot with everything else going on in the world, but as long as it, you know, goes back to those core values and like the things that you stand for and the things that you want to put out in the world. And, you know, whether or not it's, you know, would people look at that and they go, well, that's not something that I would expect her to do. Or, you know, like it's something totally out of left field. Like you obviously just need to stay true to who you are as a person. And, and obviously that just kind of shines through in your brand. And that's something that I've always tried to uh, put out there is that what you see is what you get. This is, this is who I am. Uh, if you were to see me in real life, this is who I would be. Like, this is, there is no, like, there is no, uh, 
two sides of it. It's just, this is, this is who I am. This, you know, authenticity is, is key for me. And, and everything else just kind of falls into place when you, you know, your core values and you know, the direction that you're heading in. Yeah. And you know, and I think maybe I was a bit naive in this sense, but when I was listening to podcasts last year, you know, a couple of people that were on the podcast stuff, you know, the big people like Jay Shetty or um, Rachel Hollis or whatnot, they did, they made a mention, um, they mentioned that, oh, when I met you, you were exactly who you are online. And in my head, I was like, well, isn't that, I mean, how can you be two different people? <laughs> You're only one person. Like, and I didn't understand it. And then I started hearing it again and again. And then I started talking to some people and they're like, yeah, what you, some people that present online, are not actually like that in person, you know, you might see a completely outgoing, extroverted um, community builder, but when you meet the person in person, they're very introverted and not very social. And to me, that was a surprise because I didn't know that was a thing. So I, and I completely, I could actually say now to you that who you are online is who you are here. And, <laughs> and I don't, yeah, there's no difference at all. And I think that that's amazing that you're so authentic and genuine and, you know, you are who you are. And my mom always says, I am who I am and you accept it or you don't. And so that's her, so that's her line. So true. It's so true. And I mean, I, I respect those who um, are a bit more introverted in real life because I know that being behind a screen can sometimes be a completely different experience. Obviously you're not in front of a crowd. You're not in front of in front of people. So you have a different, uh, way of processing that. Right. Um, but it is interesting when you meet people and they're not who they are. You're just like, wow, this is not who I was expecting you to be. Thought you were going to be a little bit more social, but, and it's funny because I always say that to my husband, he's like, you know, it's very strange when people on social media are not as social <laughs> as they are <laughs> on social media. Right. Because that's the whole premise of it. Right. But I mean, yeah, I, it, it authenticity is key always. Right. I mean, and that obviously presents in different ways. People definitely might be a bit more closed, closed or a bit more reserved in, in real life, but th this is just, this is just who I am. It's just, yeah. I'm very just outgoing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's amazing. And just to tap, uh, go back onto what you said about, um, the feelings you have sometimes when when other people are doing certain things and then you have to go back and check with yourself. I always think of Eckhart Tolle's um, comment about the ego and he always says that, you know, you have to treat your ego as a separate entity to you and sometimes, you know, that you your ego and yourself are not the same. They're two different things. And um, he always says that the first uh, the first time you see something or you hear something, it's your ego reacting. Mm -hmm. um, and some people think that their ego is themselves. So then they re counter react in that way. And it's never a positive experience, but be having the ability and the skill to take your ego, to check it, to put it aside and then really, you know, understand your own feelings and seeing if it really impacts you. Mm -hmm. uh, I always go back to that because I always do that myself. I'm like, you know, is this my ego uh, where, you know, I feel like I should be able to do this or do this or, you know, am I really actually interested in providing a service that's similar or doing, you know, looking, re revisiting some part of my business or myself as a person or whatnot. And I, most of the time, actually I'll say 99% of the time it's the ego. And then I realize mm -hmm. that it's not, it has nothing to do with me as a person. It's just this thing that's a part of me. 
that um, got in the way and I had to check it. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I'm able to realign and get myself back to a place where I can be positive and, uh, and continue on the journey. But I think that, yeah, I think it's, and as you can resonate, there's, it's a long-term journey being an entrepreneur and it doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot of hard work. And I'm sure in your 14 years, you've seen all kinds of trends and people and, all kinds of things come across you and um, and you know what sometimes you have to be strategic and you have to think critically about what you want to do and what you want to present yourself as and uh, what's best for you and your business and your family. It's so true because I mean in my especially in my industry there's so many different types of bakers and there's a lot of different uh, passions. You know, I, when I started baking, I was all about baking cakes with fondant. So that's like that smooth, like rolled on icing that you like sits on top of it, you know, making little figurines out of like gum paste and sugar dough and things like that. And I thought I loved that, but the real reason why I did that was because I was afraid because I wasn't, uh, because I was self-taught. Um, I didn't know how to properly smooth a cake, like a buttercream cake. Um, and so I just always thought my cakes looked super messy. So my default was like, well, I'll just cover it in fondant because that's the easiest thing to do. But now I look back and I go, well, I, you know, you couldn't pay me to do a cake with fondant anymore because I just, it's just not my style. And I feel like that's the sort of thing that you learn over the years is that even though trends, and I think this really applies to kind of any type of industry, it's kind of like there's obviously this like, certain theme, this overall theme or like style of doing something. And then you decide that you're not, you're like, I could offer that, but I don't really like, I'm not, doesn't make me happy. So I'm not going to do those anymore. Like, so over the years, it's kind of changed. Cause now I don't do, um, well, I try to like do things in the way that I would like to do them, of course, but you know, I used to do cakes that were, you know, like if you wanted an Elmo cake, I'd be like, sure, I'll make you an Elmo cake. Um, but now you, if somebody asked me to do that, I'd say, no, it's just really not my style anymore. And I think that's kind of like when you start to fine tune what your passions are. And I think your passions really do translate into the work you do. Because if somebody was asking you to podcast about like, I don't know, I don't know, something that's like way off base, right? Yeah. But they're like, oh, it's a great opportunity or it'll pay really well if you, you know, talk to, I have no idea, insert somebody here that's like super interesting, right? And you're kind of like, well, yeah, I guess I could do it and it pays really well, but it's like, I am not going to be invested in this conversation at all. Like I have no interest in what this person has to say. Right. So it's like, obviously you've kind of aligned yourself to the things that you are passionate about talking about and like things that you want to put out in the universe. So same thing with my baking. It's kind of like, well, now I don't do character cakes. And, and I used to be afraid to say that I'd be like, okay, I'll take it all because you know, I don't want to turn, you know, I don't want to turn people down or I don't want to turn people away or I don't want people going to other people. And now it's just kind of like, no, you know what, if you want an animal cake, I can't do it, but I know actually like five other bakers who are amazing at making like 3d realistic, you know, cakes. Um, and I would more than ha like happily refer you to these people than take on the work myself, knowing that a, I'm not passionate about it. I probably won't do a good job on it because I'm just not good at it. Uh, and B, you know, I, I don't need to, you know, add unnecessary stress to my own life, knowing that I've taken on work that doesn't make me happy. Right. And there always has to be a balance, right? Like I can't be, you know, arrogant and be like, well, I only do a, a certain style, you know, if, 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 
nobody's asking for it, obviously. So it's about, you know, it's a bit of a, you know, uh, you have to navigate through those waters, if you will. But now I say things like, you know, if you go into my contact form, it specifically says like, I don't replicate other people's work because I feel like that's their artistry, that's their work, but you, I can be inspired by them or like understand the color scheme or the theme of your birthday party. But what you will get is, is my interpretation of that as opposed to, oh, here's a picture from Pinterest. Can you just copy that? You know, that's how it started is like, you know, really drawing inspiration, but then, but then really kind of honing in on that style um, and doing the things that you love because then it's, it's, it's not about competition. It's not about what other people are doing. It's going, you know what? People are coming to me because they want the cake mama, like a cake from the cake mama. Maybe it's because they're, they've got dietary restrictions and they can't have egg and dairy. And so now they've got somebody who can make pretty cakes that don't have egg and dairy in them or really we really like her cookie style so we want her to do cookies for our you know birthday celebration or whatever it may look like and then like i said if somebody's looking for something super extravagant i'm like you know what this is who you guys should go to for that because they will do an amazing job and they will love it they will love what you're asking of them um and that to me is is you know the ultimate thing like that's what you want is for people to be either sent to you because they know that you're the expert in that field uh, and then vice versa you're sending people out to others um and not worried about what other people are doing because you're you know you're sending them to you know that you're sending that client um to somebody who's good at what they do and i always just feel like that's just good karma at the end of the day right it's like you just put out good things in the world and good things come back to you and 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 setting aside that that ego, right. Which I feel like sometimes is a, is a defense mechanism, right. It's to, it's the way that it's the way to keep yourself feeling really like up here, even though sometimes you're feeling like this, but it is about setting that aside and just, you know, focusing on what's really true to you and, and, and putting that out in the world, because that always comes back tenfold. I feel, uh, as opposed to the other way, the other way just doesn't really get you anywhere. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And um, you and you were saying uh, someone to interview that would be completely off topic. I was thinking of Donald Trump, but then I was like, I wouldn't want to interview him because I want to know why he does what he does. <laughs> right? I feel like that would, I think uh, you're probably be through the roof with an interview like that, just because I feel like people just want to watch, like they'd want to, you know, they'd be bringing the popcorn to like watch that unfold. Right. So, uh, but you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, that being said, it's like, you know, that, you know, there's always two sides of that, right? It's like, you're either doing it purely for the money um, or purely because you just don't want to let it go, right? Like yeah. that's usually, otherwise you will I, just let it go. Yeah. And I think that's so true, you know, in, um, you know, spending time to understand yourself first and connecting with yourself, like what brings you pure happiness? Because if you were to start this business and go on this journey of being an entrepreneur, but doing things you didn't love, then it kind of, you know, it kind of, to me, in my opinion, it's no different than having a job that you don't love, right? And um, when you're creating a job for yourself, and then you also don't like it, then you have to ask yourself, what is it? And, you know, where is my passion? And why, how can I do more of that and less of this? And I love that you share that you've now you know, created a list of people that can do those things that you don't want to do, but you know that they can do it really well. And, um, you know, and it does. And like you said, it does really like from a consumer side, like for myself, if I was to ask for a cake for my daughter, that really helps me because, you know, planning my daughter's first birthday was tough trying to find 
you know, there are a lot of people that do cakes in the lower mainland, but then there's also not a lot of people that do cakes in the lower mainland. I found like, you know, like a lot of people were booked or couldn't do it or, you know, and it was hard to figure out who, who to go to and uh, who to trust. And I think going to you and having you to redirect people is a big help. And, you know, and I would love, would have loved that for myself, but and I think you're right that that is that's the difference that makes a difference in who you are as a person and how people can understand how you work in your business and um, what they can expect from you when they do go go with you and um, and I love that the collaboration and the sharing and the referring to people is real is a real part of you and your business and your brand and I I love that and I think that really shows in um, how much people love you and all the work that you do and all the success you've had. It's, it's definitely been, uh, it's definitely been an interesting journey. And I think above all things, it's, it's really going back to that authenticity. And I was, it's funny because I was actually chatting about this with, <laughs> with my laser hair lady, my lovely, my lovely friend, Karen, uh, we were talking about that. We were just talking about, uh, everything else kind of falls into place when people know who you are as a person. Right. And when you are, and not, it, that's not saying you have to like be on social media and be like, let me talk to you about like the hard time that I'm going through. It's not, it's not, you don't necessarily have to be super vulnerable all the time. Although sometimes it's, you know, people find it a little bit refreshing when you just kind of say, Hey, I'm not having a great day. And, and you know, that's, that's real life uh, or things are not as perfect as they seem. Um, I think it really always, it, it boils down to, um, you know, being true to yourself and being true, you know, when it comes to like, like you say, supporting your community, you know, referring people, to things that you love or, or, you know, when businesses reach out, like, especially for me, when businesses reach out and say, Hey, like, do you want to try this? Can you share this? It's like, I'm always very open and honest about that. And, and I, and I do it because I want to make sure that when, whenever I share things, like I don't want to ever come off as being super salesy, like, Hey, like this and you know, things like that, because <laughs> that is everywhere. It's everywhere. I get, I get sucked into like all of the, and, I'm, and I've shared this a lot of times. I get sucked into all of the Instagram story ads. Like I feel like everybody is trying to sell something on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, it's like, and that's why I share, I share a lot of my life through my cake mama account because like, I want people to know who I am, like who my family is, how we are like just in the everyday realm. Um, because I feel like that really builds brand trust. And I feel like that translate, like the number of people who've just said, Hey, like I've seen your work everywhere. Like, I would love it if you would do something for me, or I really enjoyed your, like your Instagram stories or your Q and a, or your live or whatever it is. Like, are you available to do a, you know, a cookie order for me? Like that's really touching to me because it's like, I've made a connection or if I've had a DM conversation with somebody like that to me is a connection. That's like, for me is what like makes me thrive is knowing that there is this community that you know, that likes to have a conversation. Like, you know, I clearly am a very chatty person. So I like talking to people. I like connecting with people. And if that turns into, Hey, like I have a birthday party coming up. Can we work together? It's like, heck yeah. Like, absolutely. But it's like, now, you know, me, like the person behind the business. And like, yeah. you know, I always feel like whenever I see that in other businesses, like I always want to emulate that because that always endears me to other businesses. When I kind of see, you know, 
the things that they're going through, how they do what they do, if they're sharing processes or just sharing that they're at the beach with their family or whatever, whatever that looks like outside of like the actual business. I'm always just like, yeah, you know, like that just seems like a really neat person. Like I'd love to support them. And that's, that's kind of always in my head when it comes to, you know, sharing to my community is just knowing that, uh, or having people, or I guess my hope is that people know that I'm be, I, I share just truly out of the love of sharing. And it's not really out of, a um, out of a need to sell or of a need to, uh, profit. It's really just building that community. Cause I always feel like those are the ones that are going to say, you know, what, with, if, and when let's manifest this guys, if, and when that cookbook comes out, you know, if I have a bunch of people that are going to be like, yes, you know, she did it. That's going to be super cool. Right. Like, you know, bringing everybody along with me on that journey of what that looks like when, whenever, if, and whenever that ever happens, like, I feel like that's so important because I feel like then it's like everybody gets a piece of that victory at the end. It's not just my victory. It's everybody's victory. Right. And it's just even things like processes of when I do really cool cookie order. And it's like, I take you along with the decorating or the, the, the thought process of that. It's really just kind of like, this is, you know, come inside my head for a minute and, um, let's go through this together. And it's, it's awesome when people are like, Oh my gosh, your Instagram stories on decorating cookies is so therapeutic. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, it's cool to know that I'm, you know, putting somebody to, in a, in a relaxing state, you know, watching me decorate cookies, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's very cool. And I, and I, that's just truly like in the social media space and that digital space is like, that is definitely what I'm striving for there. It's not just about like, Hey, buy my cookies or order a cake for me or, you know, or, you know, you know, buy these earrings or I don't know, like, it's not about that. It's really truly about just being, just showing up and, you know, being, you know, maybe some positivity or just maybe some real talk or just maybe being somebody to listen. If somebody's having a, a, a not so good day, it's just kind of like what I've sort of created that space for. And it's, it's a lot of fun for sure. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll say your stories are therapeutic. And I thought, make it look so easy, you know, when you do the swivel board and you do the icing and everything just looks so easy and quick. I mean, I know it's on Super Zoom, but it looks so quick, you know, and it inspired me to create my daughter's cake smash in last November. And it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And all it was like this tiny little like cake and I bought, you know, a little four inch cake pan, <laughs> so little, and I bought a swivel board and I bought a little base that you put the cake on and I created, you know, I made three layers and I had all the icing and everything. And then when I started doing like the, I thought you just put the icing, you just start spinning and it just does its thing. And it was just like the cake started falling apart and I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. You should have sent me a message. I would have, I would have talked you through it. <laughs> And I, I even tried to like be so like my husband was laughing at me because he's like, who do you think you are? But I was trying to like do the knife where you cut it. So it's like the layers are all the same. Oh yeah. We were all wrong and the cake fell apart and I just went to Safeway and just bought when something. In doubt, <laughs> when in doubt, you stick that sucker in the fridge. Just, you know oh, what? Okay. Layer it, layer, like put your filling in, stack it, touch, like arrange it how, like still with a, with no icing on it arrange it so that it's all like level like it's never going to be perfect but at least it's like standing straight right and then you refrigerate that guy like so oh. refrigerate like half an hour to an hour so that that icing the cake gets cold and the icing gets cold on the inside because then when you decorate the outside it's not going to be like <laughs> oh yeah I was like taking off chunks of the cake and like oh, coming with me and then 
And my mom came over and was like, is this a cookies and cream cake? And I was like, no, mom, it's just supposed to be a chocolate cake with white icing. <laughs> You're like, that's awesome. It was so bad. Like, thank so, Thanks for the uh, support there. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's, my mom's a chef and a baker. And she was just, you know, I told her I don't want her help. And I wanted to do it on my own. And you know, she looked at my daughter and said, next year I'll make your cake. <laughs> oh my God. I was just going to say, like, why didn't you just ask her to do it? But I respect, I totally get it. Everybody wants to make their children's cakes. And I am here. I am totally here for that. I am like here to be people's support. Like I uh, had all um, just like, I want to say like two weeks ago and she was like, okay, I'm preparing this cake and it's going to be like 36 degrees. Like, how do I make it so this cake doesn't melt? And I literally like over the three days that she was like preparing, we're literally like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is what you got to do. Like, you just have to just keep it in the fridge. Like I know your brain is saying like, don't put it in the fridge, but I'm like, you just have to, cause it's got to stay cold. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it turned out really great. She, it, you know, it, it, it was a success. So that was good. But yeah, I, I, I totally it, you know, and that's the thing, like, that's, that's what I admire so much. And that's why I share a lot that I like I share as much as I do, uh, in terms of like process and stuff like that, because I think everybody wants to learn how to decorate a cake and it's not as daunting as it seems. And obviously for me, it's like, I could probably finish a cake from start. If I was like really focused, I could probably finish a cake in like an hour and a half decorating and whatnot. But obviously I've got like, like you said, like I've got like 14 years of experience behind me now. <laughs> So, but I totally admire when I see people like, I'm going to bake this cake or I'm going to try this recipe and I'm going to bake. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, you know, like I said, I'm a lifelong learner. So when I hear people wanting to learn to do stuff, like I'm just here to cheer you on for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to ask my mom or outsource it or get something from you from now on. Cause I, that Perfect. was much less for me. <laughs> I feel yeah, like, I, spent, like, like I did spend three days on that little cake. <laughs> Three solid days and it was just at the end actually I didn't actually end up throwing it away um I did buy another cake as a backup um this on the second day because I didn't think there was any hope but then I just kept going and it ended up turning into like this big cake just because there was so much icing there was more icing than <laughs> the cake so I didn't serve it but everybody was impressed by it and they thought it looked good enough <laughs> so I was happy but I did not serve it because people are just eating ice, icing at that point. <laughs> I need to, I need, you need to send me a picture of this cake. Like I need to know what it looks like now. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah, I didn't trust. I didn't trust myself, so I bought. Um, I bought the icing from from the store as opposed to making yeah. it myself because I was like, I can't. I don't trust myself doing any of that kind of stuff. I'll <laughs> bake the cake, and that's good enough. <laughs> but that's yeah. awesome. It's well, a for effort right there. Yeah, it was, it was hard. I have a lot of respect for you and for anyone that does, you know, creative work because I'm not creative, um, you know, and I'm not able to work with my hands because I just don't have the patience for it. But I think that um, after that experience, I was like, you know, hats off to all everyone that bakes, you know, and does this work because it's hard, hard work. It's a lot of work for sure. It's a lot of work. And it, it, when, when you get, when you refine your skills, and you practice, and this is what I always say because I teach workshops as well, um, particularly cookie decorating workshops. So when I teach those, I'm like, you just have to keep practicing. Like you, a lot of people come into the class and they're like, okay, these my cookies are not going to look like yours. Let's just put that out there right now. And I'm like, you guys are always so hard on yourselves. 
Uh, and they're like, oh, you know what? I just won't bring this one home or, you know what? I'll just eat this one on the way home. So nobody has to see how ugly it is. And, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I look at these cookies and I'm just like, you guys, like you guys did this, like you decorated this and they, you know, this is, there's this newfound confidence. And I'm like, okay, but now you have to practice, you know, you can't just take something that you've learned and then never apply it ever again. Cause then you're never going to get better at it. And, you know, I've seen people who've taken a couple of my workshops, turn around and, and start side businesses themselves, which I'm just like, that is amazing. And you can see through their work that they just keep getting better and better and better. And they even now can look at, you know, a day one photo and a, you know, six months from now, even if you can believe it. And they're like, rock stars are amazing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's doable, but it is a lot of work. It's a lot of patience, but of course, if you're passionate about something, you will, you'll just keep doing it until you become your own expert. Right. Yeah. Awesome. That actually answered my, the next question I had, which was what tips do you want to give to anybody that's looking to start a journey into creating their own business, whether that be cake or cookie decorating or just anything in the world of entrepreneurship. And that answered some of it, but is there any other tips you would like to share or advice? Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely say, um, if there is something that you're passionate about that is outside of the nine to five realm, whether it be a corporate job, you know, maybe it's something creative or maybe it's something, you know, on the consulting side or digital side or whatever it is. If it's something that you're truly passionate about, like you really have to chase it. Like don't, like the only thing that will ever come out of not pursuing something is the regret of not pursuing it. Right. You're always, you, you know, it's always that thing where it's like, ah, you know, even, oh man, I should have bought those shoes before they sold out. Right. Like there's always that, like, I should have, I should have, I should have. And especially if it's something you're passionate about, you know, like I said, I didn't know I was passionate about this until like I started doing it, which is bizarre, but like, here I am, you know, doing it and teaching it and all those kinds of things. So I think it's like, if it's something you're truly passionate about, you, you need to just sit down and go, okay, well, how can I actually monetize this? Like, how could I, how could this translate into something, you know, and then look at people who inspire you. Cause that's what I did. You know, I mean, there weren't very many in 2006 in, on the internet, like Facebook, I think just started to become a thing back then. <laughs> I don't even think YouTube was around. So it's like, you know, it's, I feel like, like an, like an old fart, seriously. But anyways, um, Sorry, so like, I, remember, look, I remember when Facebook was, uh, you had to be invited to, yeah, right. I remember right. that. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, like the, the, the amount of like sharing now is insane. Like it's so crazy, which is, is so fantastic. So yeah, it's like, you know, really think about, and then look at other people that do what you're interested in doing and, you know, be inspired by them, but don't, try to replicate, like be your, you know, every, there's space for everyone. Um, but you just literally have to find out where, like where you fit into that little niche or whatever that is. And, and really, and really like make it happen, do it. Maybe it's just, maybe you want to get into something and, you know, like, and like, and this is how I started is like, I literally reached out to people that I would love to work with and say, Hey, you know, I would love to make cake and cookies for you because I knew that the return of investment would be the free advertising or like the, you know, the promotion or the exposure. So, you know, and that was like when I was just really, you know, not, I don't want to say like back in 2006, but more like 2010 ish uh, is kind of like when I really started to be active on social media and stuff like that. So now talking in this day and age, you know, you can literally reach out to anyone 
and yeah. never be afraid to reach out to anyone, reach out to anyone and everyone, because the worst you can hear is the word no. And you already feel like the answer is no. So when it's a yes, it's, it's amazing, obviously. So, you know, ask people, reach out to people, you know, ask if people will like mentor you in that, in that space, whatever that looks like. Um, cause there's always going to be somebody who is willing to give you the information that you're looking for or direct you to the information that you're looking for and just don't ever give up. And I always think that it's funny. I, I I'm always finding it funny that I'm saying those words myself because I don't know how many times I always think oh, like, I feel like giving up, but the reality is, is like, don't ever give up because what you want or what you're fearful of, everything you want is on the other side of that. And you just have to work through it and just work through it in a very slow and steady pace. And it may take off super quickly. Like I've seen it happen to a lot of people, or it may be a slow and steady path because, you know, you need to navigate a nine to five job and work this side hustle at the same time, but you're never going to know if it's going to be good if you don't try. So you have to start and you just have to keep pushing through and, you know, take, and not seeing everything not seeing all the no's as a failure, you know, and I, and I think that that happens a lot. And I know that it's happened a lot in my career is that, you know, there was a lot of no's or maybe not right now, but that shouldn't discourage you from keeping on that path. You just have to keep going. And I think that's my overall message is to people who want to start. It's just start, start and, 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 you know, connect with people, create your community, whether or not that's just your family and friends to begin with, um, whether or not it's, you know, fellow business owners that you know, or, or there's so many of them now. Like, I think it's so awesome. It's this amazing community of people who are just really looking to lift everybody up. So it's like, do it and just keep going down that path. And then you will finally, you'll stumble and you'll navigate and you'll, and and then suddenly you're just like, holy cow, I can't believe it's been a year and I'm doing this. This is amazing. So it's just starting. That's, that's the biggest thing. And just not getting off that path, um, no matter how discouraged you get and starting small too. You don't need, you know, like I literally, even to this day, I'm still using my Ikea lazy Susan as a swivel. Like I don't even have a professional, actually I do, but I don't really like it that much. I don't have, I, I don't use my professional kick swivel for, you know, doing my turns. When you see my videos, it's my Ikea lazy Susan. So, you know, I started with, you know, not very many expensive tools and I still don't use those very expensive tools. And here I am, however many years later, and I'm, you know, I'm busy and I, you know, basically I'm still using my Ikea lazy Susan from like six years ago. No, not even longer than that. For, I was using it as a lazy Susan back in your 14 years ago to like put my condiments on and then it turned into my cookie swivel and, or cake swivel. And now it's the thing I've been using ever since, even though I have an expensive swivel, I just prefer that one. So, you know, it just goes to show you don't need all the fancy things to do all the things. You just need the things, you just need the things, whatever that might look like for your business. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And, you know, um, yeah, like you said, the worst thing that can happen is somebody says no, but then sometimes people say yes. And, um, and you know, for myself, I, I was asking, like, how do you, like my friends, actually, they're like, how do you find your guests? Like, how do you find all these people? And I'm like, oh, I just follow them on, you know, Instagram, or I know their story, or I've connected with them somehow. And I just cold message them. And they're just shocked. They just look at me like wide eyed, like, what do you mean you just cold messaged them? And they responded. And I was like, yes. And then they were like, well, didn't they think that you were creepy? And I was like, and I was like, no, I was like, because I have my Instagram and they can go and look at my Instagram and they have theirs. And 
or they have my email or my website or their website. And I said, so you, you know, get to know people. And they were just shocked because that just seems like something that, you know, people are afraid to do. Really? And, uh, and it, it's so true that, you know, everything you want is on the other side of fear. So if you just pretend like there is nothing to be afraid of and you just go forward with it, you will achieve those dreams and create that life for yourself. And, and like you said, a year later, you'll be like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I can't believe I've created this for myself. And, um, yeah, I feel like that you just said exactly the advice you gave is, you know, was exactly, you know, what I did as well, you know, just start small, don't, don't spend a lot of money, just, you know, I was mentioning to, uh, to you at the beginning of this about how this is like a corner of my house and you know I I haven't bought like a backdrop or you know a lot of expensive stuff and it just make do with what what I have then it's just you just got to get through it because the content is the most important thing it's not really what what you're looking like or what uh, you have in the backdrop but you know the content or the products like you have um, speak for themselves and everything else doesn't matter as much so yeah, I've had an amazing time connecting with you and listening to your story. And, uh, and thank you so much for sharing all the insights, the tips, the, um, the advice you have for everybody that's going to get started. I will link um, Isabella's Instagram and websites on the show notes on the blog. And then you will also see her tagged on Instagram and on Facebook as well. And yes, thank you so much for connecting and thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely speaking to you. And uh, yeah, I had a wonderful time. Awesome. Okay. And if you have any questions for Isabella, you can connect with her at the.cake.mama or you can connect with me and I pass on the message to her. All right. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode i hope that you enjoyed that episode with isabella the cake mama and her inspiring story of how she stayed motivated and committed to her dream and her purpose in life and creating this life that she wished existed for herself and making it a reality and just as she mentioned and as i'll mention again you are in charge of your life you have the ability to catalyze your life from ordinary to extraordinary and you just have to connect with yourself you have to get to know yourself deeper and you just have to take the steps to action that and make it happen for yourself. If you have any questions or if you want to nominate anyone to be on our podcast, please send me an email, info at how did you learn to do that. I would love if you could please write a review on Apple Podcasts for this episode to let us know what you think and what you think of the podcast. And I would love if you could like and share and subscribe us and let all your family and your friends know about us to help us grow and to connect and to continue bringing you these stories. I do have workshops and a course coming up soon. So as I've mentioned before, please sign up to the newsletter list to be the first to know and you'll get first access to those seats. They will be limited, but you will get access to them if you're on the newsletter list. And if you have any questions, again, reach out. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. Bye.